Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. The more the gifting and calling became to a place where she could operate in, where now I've seen her walk into, this was a couple years back, she walked into a restaurant and I looked at somebody and I just had this impression. I said, I think you're supposed to go minister to him. And she's like, okay. And she walked over there and within moments, the lady was on the table crying her eyes out. Mom began to minister because she was healed of an issue she was going through. She got some counseling in the area she said she was dealing with. And all of a sudden, she could walk into any environment. She tells a story just a few weeks back. She walked into a tractor supply. God said, began to speak to her. The lady behind the counter began to cry. Now she does, she's learned to hear God's voice. She's learned to tap into her calling in such a way that she can do it anytime, anywhere, anyplace. She discovered how to hear God's voice over time. But here's what happens. The more she did it, she received confirmations from people and she grew in her ability to hear God's voice. Some of us think we know our giftings. We think we know our callings. You come to a place and you say, I, I think... I want, to, I want to pray for people and they get healed, but every person you pray for dies. <laughs> you, you, you think that I, I want to be up there in front of everybody speaking, and that's what I want to do, but you, you won't do the first thing. You won't lead someone to Christ. There, there are these giftings that we all have, but we don't operate in them because of whatever reason that may look like. Maybe it's because your gifting isn't to pray for healing for someone. Maybe it's to get down in the dirt with somebody and walk them through their need and walk them through the situation they're going through. You're sitting here saying, God, I want to be a, I want to be a stage person. I want to, I want to play the drums like Casey, but are you willing to pay the price that Casey paid to, to get there? There is a price that we have to pay to get to the anointing and the calling that's upon our lives. And if you're not willing to pay the price, you don't get the benefit of what the calling has to offer. When Jesus died, the anointing of Christ, the Holy Spirit would stay on earth. Because the Spirit of God is holy, he knew that we had sinned. When the Holy Spirit and sin came together, they can't dwell in the same temple. Because the Bible shows us that a house divided can't stand. You all know that. So you can't have sin and holiness in the same place. There will be a constant struggle between the two. Jesus became the penalty for our sin. He removed the sin. So now the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. We are one body with many members. We have been being attacked in our togetherness. I am thankful 
for our individual anointings. We all have an individual anointing in our life. And I am thankful for that. But there is power. There's a new power. There's a greater level of power. There's a greater level of the anointing of God when we all come together and operate in our giftings together. I want to show you something just here in a second. Uh, I'm getting excited. Okay. Are you, are you about ready to run with me? I'm about to ready to take off. Uh, Isaiah 65, 8 in your notes says, the new wine is found in the cluster, not a single grape. God is showing us that whenever there you see a new power, the new power is not found in the individual. It's found in the cluster. It's found when all of us come together. It's found when the church comes together and operates as the way the church was created to operate. But it's got to operate with you operating in your giftings. Come on, people. God is raising up a cluster of people on the earth. When we come together, there is a power that comes. And when that power comes, every single person will be transformed. Pull out your notes. Think of it this way. Genesis 1-4. I want you to write down the word light. It says, in the beginning there was light. And God said it was good. Genesis 1.10. God said, let there be land and sea. Just write down land and sea. And it was good. Sorry, you're still right. Genesis 1.18. God created day and night. It was good. Genesis 1.25. God created animals. And it was Flip your notes over. Genesis 1.31. All right, you guys ready? God saw everything he made. And it was very good. Each individual creation had its own unique specialty. But God said, when I look at it all together, it is very good. When God looks at us individually, he says it is good. But when he looks at his church operating together, he says it is very good. In the Old Testament, the book of uh, Exodus chapter 30, God shows the anointing and how the anointing oil works in the tabernacle. He is designing this tabernacle and one of the elements that he wants inside the tabernacle is anointing oil. And in that oil, there are different spices. God wanted very specific spices. The oil that God wanted to use in the tabernacle to play a part in his presence being a place of dwelling there, there were eight specific spices. Uh, nothing could be done unless these eight spices were all together. In order for the anointing oil to be in the dwelling house of God and for God to dwell in this house, each individual spice had to come together to create one oil for the tabernacle of the dwelling place. Let me tell you this morning, you are a spice of the anointing oil. Randy is a spice. Jeff is a spice. Terrence is a spice. Noah, you are a spice. You are a spice of the anointing oil. And whenever we come together individually, we get to make up corporately the anointing oil. If we want to flow in the oil and the flow of the anointing oil that God wants in the tabernacle, individually, we've got to come and play our part as a spice and come to the church and do what? Operate in the giftings that God has for us. 
What do you do to bring the oil? What gifting do you bring? There is a spice that only you can bring to the anointing oil. There is a spice that only you can bring to the church. There is a spice that only you can operate in. You are unique, and God wants you operating in that spice. In the new year, we're going to be offering a class called Starting Point. It'll become a foundational part of our church. And in this class, what we teach you is how to find your spice. We don't phrase it that way, but it's, it's how to find your gifting. It's how to, how to walk in your calling. Because we want you to walk in your purpose. Because when you walk in your purpose, the church can begin collectively walking in the mission that God's created for this church. My prayer for this church is that we find our individual spices. That the anointing of God will come upon this church. That the anointing of God will come upon this community. And as we sense the shift in our oil, in our spices, people will begin to recognize the power of God that's upon our lives. And they will want what we have. They will say what we say. They will do what we do. Whenever the culture of heaven gets inside of you, you begin to transform every place you go. When the spice of heaven gets in you, what do you do? You transform everywhere you go. When you begin to operate in your calling, I said it a moment ago, it changes the things you do. It changes the things you say. My calling will begin to define who I become. But I've got to operate in my calling and my gifting in order to be the salt that God's called me to be in the area where God's called me to be. Let me tell you the driving force behind this church. We want lost people saved. We want saved people pastored. We want pastored people discipled. We want disciple people mobilized. We phrase it a little differently in your notes. Let's write this down. We want people to, number one, believe in Jesus. We want people to, number two, belong to a church family. Number three, we want people to become a follower of Christ. Number four, we want to build the kingdom of God. How do we get people there? How do we do that at Pathway? We're going to write this down in a week. How do we get people to believe in Jesus? Right down next to the church services. Our first and primary way that we get people to believe in Jesus is our church services. How do we get people to belong to a church family? Number two, small groups. Getting together like we are, the women are getting together tonight. We have the monthly prayer gatherings, these different things, getting small groups of people together. Number three, how do we become a follower of Christ? In this church, it's called Starting Point. Everyone's going to go through Starting Point. You can... Learn how to become a follower of Christ, being discipled. Number four, how do you build the kingdom of God? Join the serve team. When we get people through our process, remember Isaiah said it was the cluster that creates the fresh wine, not the individual grape. If we want the fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it will not come because of me. It will not come because of one person. It will not become because of, uh, of one individual person. It will come when all of us come together, when all of us operate in our giftings, when all of us find out our spice. The reality of the heavens will come to the earth when us as individuals come together corporately. In your notes, 1 Corinthians 12 says, Just as a body... 
though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Here God's trying to explain to the body of Christ, and he's using the natural body as his example. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I've got fingers. But if my eyes didn't work, my fingers are, are a lot harder to, harder to use. If my feet don't work, then it's a lot harder for my hands to work. It takes all of us as many members functioning the way that God designed us to for the body to work the way God wants it to. John 15 is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It says, I am the vine, you know the verse. Jesus is the vine and you are connected to the vine. If you were to take your finger and cut it off from your hand, what would happen to your finger? You're exactly right. It was never meant to survive apart from the body. You were never created to thrive apart from the body of Christ. When you separate yourself from the body, what happens? You die. It may be slow, it may be fast, it may be painful, I don't know. But God made us to function together as the body. I mentioned it a while ago, but in your notes, Ephesians 4, I got ahead of myself. It says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. When you find out what spice you want, there's a lifestyle that accompanies it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you where it hurts, okay? Some people don't know how to live their lives because they don't know what they're called to. They squander their lives. They go to places. They do things. They act in ways. They say things that are against their calling. When they do this, remember, a house divided can't stand. Something will give way. It will either be your calling or it will be the opposite of that. But both of them can't flourish. You can't flourish in sin and your calling. Are you following me? Remember this quote. I wrote it down in your notes. I want you to take it home and, and think about it. When purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. When purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose of your children, you will abuse them. If you don't know the purpose of your spouse, you will abuse them. You guys aren't following me yet. Okay, let me let me give you another. Uh, let, let's say this, Michael. Let, let's say you're not from the. Uh, you're you're from the, you, another planet. I don't know where, where Terrence is from. I, 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 you're, you're you're from another planet. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, and you come to Earth. And you take this microphone, you don't know what, what this microphone does. In your hands, it becomes a hammer. Well, what would happen to the microphone if you use it as a hammer? It would smash. It can no longer produce sound. Why not? Because you didn't know the purpose of it, you abused it. 
Okay, that will catch you up. When you know the purpose of someone, when you know the purpose of something, you choose not to abuse it. Why do people abuse their life with drugs? Because they don't know the purpose of their life. They don't understand that there is a calling on their life. They don't understand that there is a reason for their existence. So they do something to abuse their body because abuse is inevitable when you don't know your purpose. Casey, is that right? You're shaking your head up and down. I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.